This week we're off to my good friend Francisco's farm in the country of Costa Rica. My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this coffee comes from a farm that's actually two farms, but the two farms exist as one farm. I'll explain a little bit more. Um, they do produce coffee independently though. I, this is confusing, I know, but let's, let's start with the overall farm name. So it's called Samaba de Lourdes, uh, which is in Lourdes de Naranja, um, which is in the Western Valley of Costa Rica. So the entire farm has an altitude of 1670 to 1790 meters above sea level. And as I say, it's made up of two farms. So the first farm is called Montilano Bonito, which has nine plots of lands inside. And then there's another farm, which is called Monte Lourdes, which has six plots of land inside. I, I, you are keeping up with me here. Um, but like this one is a huge farm. They have 10 permanent workers who live on the farm in a custom built workers camp, absolutely beautiful accommodation, um, which they receive as part of their employment. Um, the Finca Samava de Lourdes, um, part, they, it's kind of weird, so they're not organic, but they adhere to like really strict, almost organic type processes where they limit the uses of herbicides and pesticides, and they use mountain microorganisms uh, and minerals from the farm to actually add fertilizer uh, to the soil. Um, it's a farm where the owners enjoy growing lots of different varietals. As I was wandering around, I was seeing Pacamara, I was seeing Mocha, I was seeing SL28, I was seeing Geisha, I was seeing Villa Sarchi, I was seeing Gatura, and all of them growing all around the farm in these different separate plots. And that's why they've got such separation and diversity. Um, I can't wait to taste this one. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, you're there, caught me. Um, I'm using an old school bowl just to annoy Dale. Dale hates these bowls and he keeps hiding them from me. So I've actually just found it and got it out. So snozzer in the bowl, something we haven't done for years. Um, and with this coffee, it's fantastic because you get a real kind of zingy green apple smell. And like a bunch of flowers have just been mashed up and put in my cupping bowl because I'm smelling a whole heap of florals. Why did we ever stop doing snozzer in the bowl? Oh, I love barista in me. Oh, hello. Now, I'm gonna talk to you about blending, and I love blending with this coffee, because what you find in the cup. You see, for me, blends should have three things. They should have some sweetness, they should have some acidity, and somewhere in the middle, you should have body. And then you end up with balance. And why you're looking for a blend, really, is to introduce all of these aspects into the cup. Now, why do I love blending with this coffee? Well, it's really, really sweet. It has great acidity. And it also has a great body. So what it does, it acts as the glue. Not the Roland type, but the glue to bring the sweetness, the acidity, and that body. So if you introduce another coffee into it that's super acidic, it will sit with this coffee. 
if you add something that is super sweet, it will sit with this coffee. And it brings, if you bring two different coffees that have sweetness and acidity, it will be the glue that holds them all together and gives you a balanced final cup. So I could talk about processing of this coffee and I could teach you all about the honey in process, but why would I do that when we've got Francisco in a video we did last year where you can watch. Hello everybody and welcome to the Has Been Honey Processing Guide. We get lots of emails from you guys customers at home asking what is honey processing and why are there so many. I can answer that, but I'm a coffee roaster, so I thought I'd get an expert. Who are you expert? Uh, good morning, my name is Francisco Mena, Don Steven, from Costa Rica. So expert, why would you do honey in at a farm? Um, the honey processed coffees, uh, Stephen, uh, use less water and it's very instrumental for environmental uh, sound practices at the micromill level. And what's a micromill? A micromill is a family-oriented uh, processing unit that processes small batches of cherries every day and it's uh, very optimum because they use little water and uh, it's very manageable with one person or with one coffee producer. So, can you walk us through the general honey in process? Well, yes, the, the honey process really, uh, honey substitute the, the word mucilage, uh, which is what covers the, the parchment, the wet parchment uh, in, the, in the cherry itself. So, the, the producers in Costa Rica uh, understood that with less water and leaving some mucilage to the parchment, it was giving some uh, specific attributes to the cup. So we found out that uh, honey processing really enhanced the sugars and, and the caramels in the, in the cup quality. So there's so many colors, what do they all mean? Well, really through, through practice every year, we started learning that the colors are given by the amount of mucilage left in the pergamino on the parchment, and also by the uh, time it takes the parchment to dry on the raised beds and by the sun exposure and the temperature of that given day. Therefore, the less mucilage you leave on the parchment, it gives a lighter color, like um, white honey. Uh, it's around 10 to 15% mucilage, or we call it washed also. And then the yellow honey is between 15 and 50% mucilage. And then the red or black honey is after 50 all the way to 100% of mucilage or sugars left. So this amount of mucilage really is what gives the different colored tones to the pergamino when it's drying to the sun. So expert, there's so many colors and so many different honey in processes. How do they translate in the cup? Well, the honey process is really translated uh, or we have uh, endorsed the producers to process them based on the altitude. So the higher the altitude, the whiter or yellower the honey because the altitude already has sweetness present in them. And then the lower the altitude, the darker or the more mucilage that you leave in order to enhance the sweetness and the caramels in the cup. Thank you very much, expert. You're welcome, sir. And thank you for watching. And if you've enjoyed watching this processing guide, go back and watch some of our other processing guides. Thank you for joining us. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee. So I have so many videos with Francisco. Here's another one we recorded with him on In My Mug just last year.
uh, we took possession of the farm in November 2014. And from November 2014 to just a, a month ago, you've gone from nothing, a farm that nobody knew about, to being Cup of Excellence number one in Costa Rica. Like, you've never run a farm before, have you? Hey, so, no. So, so, like, Francisco is an exporter. That was your, that, that's still your main job, isn't yes. it? And that's what you do. Yes. But you partnered up with a guy from Greece. Yeah, from uh, Czech Republic. Oh, Czech Republic, sorry, Czech Republic. Yes. And um, you bought this farm together, and you're managing it, and you've turned it around in a short time into being a Cup of Excellence number one. Yes. What? <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's a beautiful story. It's a story of uh, passion, dedication. Uh, you know the work we've done in Costa Rica with many micromelons. You know how we have assisted many coffee producers, and and we have, uh, in fact, learned Stephen tons, tons with visiting so many producers and developing so many micromelons. And I think that all this knowledge that we've absorbed from so many producers and micromelons. We put it into practice, and we have we have improved a lot of the practices, soil analysis, tissue analysis, new varietals. We're planting uh, SL28 Kenya, Ethiopia 41, Ethiopia 47, uh, Geisha, Villa Sachi. Uh, we're planting. Uh, last year we planted over 45,000 plants. This year we're going to be around that. So we are in constant renovation of the farm, and we want to bring that farm to an excellent level so we can be an example to other producers, not only in Costa Rica, but from all over the world. This is going to be so I've brewed a Chemex of this. Um, now, you saw in the blending, bit where I was talking about the blending, this is a fantastic blending coffee, but it's also a fantastic single origin coffee. Because what you get is like heaps of dark chocolate, I want you to think lots of like caramel with a creamy body, but it's also got some acidity in there. It's got that white grape, it's kind of sharp, and it's like kind of really cuts through. So that sweet acidity acts as the glue to bring it all together, and it finishes on a beautiful apple aftertaste. Um, it's a fantastic coffee. Francisco is a fantastic man. Uh, you are fantastic for watching. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.